0: you know the christmas season's on us and if you've noticed a lot of the radio stations are playing christmas music i don't like the new sound i like the old sound so i go play it on my or i go play my old music on my on my car on my radio on my my car on off of my phone <laughs> you know uh, i like the, i like the i may even like the old silent night and and uh way in the manger and uh, silver bells and some of those songs and then stores are having holiday sales churches are getting christmas programs together in fact we got one coming next sunday morning people putting decorations up and buying presents but uh you know, a lot of people are looking for the perfect gift. Well, that's what I want to talk about, the perfect gift today. Now, during this time of year, it is a great time of year, but sometimes it's not such a good time for some people. Some just don't have much to have a good Christmas with. Others have loved ones serving in the military somewhere around the world they won't be home for the holidays some have lost loved ones and they're out there for the first time and I can tell you this the first time without mom and dad and then mom it, it's, it's different you know and we need to be sensitive to those who are having a difficult time during the holiday season And let's do what we can to help them. You know, then there comes the added pressure to find the perfect gift for our relatives. You know, I think we need to look and realize that there's no more perfect gift than God, the original gift giver, when He gave us Jesus Christ, John three sixteen, we all know it says, "For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." And then Paul says it like this in Romans eight thirty two: He did not spare His own Son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You know, when you think about it, God gave what was important to him, what was important for us. He didn't give gold so we could have riches. He didn't give things so we could occupy our time. He didn't give jewels and treasures so that we could hold high esteem. God gave the perfect gift, Jesus Christ. And in Him, we receive all the other gifts, the promises that belong to us you know he gave the most valuable gift you know so that we could have salvation you know sometimes we look at gifts that we give Gifts that we receive, and sometimes we think about the value. Well, that's well and good, but God gave the most valuable thing that we could ever receive, and that is Jesus Christ. You could say, God is the original gift giver. He gave us Jesus at Christmas. He gave us a gift so that mankind could be restored to fellowship with God. He gave a gift that made it possible For mankind to receive all the blessings that he wanted his man, that he created, the person, I could say, created to have. Because of his gift, we have forgiveness. Because of the perfect gift, we have provision. Because of the perfect gift, we have salvation. And healing. Because of the perfect gift, we have the presence of God and the power of God with us. This Christmas, you may think you don't have much to rejoice about because of all the things and some of the things that I mentioned previously. But if you'll stop and think for just a moment, you have a great deal to be happy about and to praise God about. Because you have Jesus Christ in your life to give you peace in the time of of trouble. To give you blessing when you don't think blessing is available. To give you help when you wonder where my help's coming from. To give you joy to replace the sadness that you feel. The perfect gift, Jesus Christ. And need I say much more. Now, let's look at something here. Three men came from the east. They were called the wise men. We read in Matthew 2, 1 through 11, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the east, from eastern lands, arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. Now skip down, that's verses 1 and 2. Now skip down to verse 7. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when they found him, come back and tell him so he could go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It was ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, these are called wise men. They're wise because they followed the star to the perfect gift. They're wise because they realized they perceived what Herod wanted and they didn't go back and talk to him. We can learn from these wise men about gifts. They gave of what they had. They gave unique gifts. It didn't matter that they were different from each other. Their gifts also were probably different in value. But they were given in honor and love. And the gifts were accepted by Mary and Joseph. And if you notice, it says they went into the house. They didn't, I know we depict it in our plays and things of them coming to the stable, but they didn't go to a stable, they came to a house. The Bible says so. You know, as we look at this, this shows us that we don't have to yield to the pressure of buying something we can't afford. It's okay to give gifts that are different that we can't afford. The wise men gave what they could afford, each one, and it was different. Notice also, their gifts were given in connection with honoring and worshiping. At this time of year, it's a great time to give an extra gift to the church honoring God that gave us this perfect gift so we could have life and have it more abundantly you know gift giving may have started with the wise men But this is a pattern that we can follow. Worshiping God and honoring Christ will help us to keep our focus properly on the perfect gift, Jesus Christ. You know, as we look at this, it helps us not to get so consumed in our gift-giving with finding and getting the perfect gift. It helps us to realize that our gift giving should be because we love and honor the person in which we are giving a gift to. The wise men gave what they had. It's good for you, and it came from their heart. You see, it's not, not a matter of what the gift cost, because when it's given from the heart, it has great value. When it's just given to be given, it's not a perfect gift. A perfect gift is given... Not because of the value or because you had to do it. A perfect gift is given out of love. The perfect gift that we receive, Jesus Christ, God so loved the world. As we give gifts this Christmas season, let's not give them because we're pressured to do so or give them because We think we have to. Let's give our gifts from the heart with love. You know, shopping will go on. People will look for that perfect gift. A lot of gifts will be bought that it'll take the rest of the year to pay for. You know, I wonder if that's worth it. Are we giving the gift because it has value? Are we giving the gift from the heart of love? Some people will go in debt because they feel the pressure to give that gift. take the pressure off and give a gift out of love. Not because of the value, but because you love the person. That's why that we could sing this song, Go Tell It on a Mountain, because we were worshiping out of a heart of love. We were giving glory back to God because of the perfect gift that he had given us. Say it with me, the perfect gift. gift. Jesus Christ Christ. is my my gift. Thank God for that. You know, I was just thinking about this and buying gifts. You know, there's some things I think we need to keep in mind. Solomon says in Proverbs 19:6, every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. You know, we buy gifts for many different reasons. But sometimes it's not because we want to. Simply we do it because we think we have to or we want people to think good about us. Or are you just buying a gift for somebody because you want their approval? Remember God has already approved you and accepted you through Jesus Christ, the perfect gift that he give. And it doesn't matter whether you get anybody else's approval or not. You know, on our, as I was growing up, we had family gathering on the 24th with all of my cousins. It started out at Ain't Olita's house, dad's sister. She was the oldest. It was Ain't Olita, Uncle Dove, dad and Uncle Pat. And all of us, all of us cousins all grew up together. We were more like brothers and sisters than we were cousins because we were together all the time. And, you know, as we would get together, it wasn't a matter of whether, sometimes we didn't even give gifts. That wasn't what the deal was. The deal was because we loved one another and we showed that by coming together in unity. Today, we show our love for the perfect gift as we come into this building to worship together as fellow christians and fellow church members like we did on that christmas eve with our family i started that tradition with my family and we will do that on christmas eve and have a back then benny my oldest cousin he would make spaghetti and lemon pies and that's what we would have. When we get together, Lynette makes her chicken and dumplings and chocolate pie. <laughs> and the boys have already been asking, "Where we gonna have chocolate pie, Nana? And of course our answer is yes. But as we're in this Christmas season, as we're buying gifts, make sure Jesus is the source and not things. Matthew six thirty three, we all know it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm just gonna suggest a few things here that we might need to keep in mind while we're shopping. Be wise, don't spend more than you can afford. Be more concerned with people than things. Be more willing to give than to receive. Focus on making memories Instead of the money on the gifts. You know, as I was putting this message together, I began to think about the memories that we made there with all the cousins and the aunts and uncles. Now, today, there's only Ruth she was the oldest and then I was about what Joy and George and then me I was the fourth in line but now Ruth, me my sis and Charles Terry who was the youngest is the only ones that's left out of the ten of us I guess there were you know Money could never buy those memories. So let me tell you. Get together with your family. Get together with your friends. And make memories. Because money cannot buy memories. And gifts will fade and money can go away. But those memories you have Forever. Be a bearer of good news. Sometimes that's the greatest gift you can give somebody in a negative world. Some of the most valuable gifts, and I've already said it in one way or another, doesn't cost a lot of money. I'm going to give you some ideas of something to do at christmas forgive someone who's treated you wrong since you've been forgiven by christ the perfect gift mend a quarrel apologize if you've wronged somebody or you've been in the wrong give something anonymously to somebody just To bless them. Take a meal. A bag of groceries. To a less fortunate family. Or go through the driveway. Drive by and pay for the person's meal. Behind you. Or look across the restaurant and pay for somebody's meal. Be kind. Not just in this season, but all the time. Story goes, a mother said her most meaningful gift came last year. She said, my 10-year-old daughter wrote a letter on her own and stashed it behind the Christmas tree and after all the gifts had been opened, she reached in behind the Christmas tree and handed us the letter. She expressed her, gratitu- her gratitude to my husband and me for being her parents and told us how much she loved us. It brought tears of joy to our eyes. I sense. I framed that simple handwritten note and hung it on the wall of my bedroom. It will forever be the most meaningful gift I'll ever receive. With that, I say, a note, a letter, may be the most meaningful gift that you could give someone. We learn that god gave us christ the perfect gift and in ephesians 4:32 it says and be kind one to another tenderhearted forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you so at this christmas season give forgiveness he's forgiven you give love Because he loved you so much, he gave you the perfect gift, Jesus Christ. Give what you have. God gave what he had. Give comfort because he's comforting you. Give things not because somebody deserves it, because your father in heaven has given you the perfect gift and you sure didn't deserve it, but he gave it anyway. I've just mentioned a few things about the Christmas season and about gift giving and about the perfect gift, Jesus Christ. That's the most gracious thing you could ever help somebody do. And that's to find the perfect gift, Jesus Christ as their savior. I want to encourage you during this Christmas season to not forget the perfect gift don't try to find the perfect gift, be the perfect gift to someone. As you said in this room today, the majority of you have already received this special gift that God gave. But as you said here today, if you've never received Christ as your savior, that perfect gift that God gave, this is your opportunity. If you know what it is to receive that perfect gift, but you've sort of taken a detour and you need to come back and to ask for forgiveness and rededication, bow your heads, please. If anybody on any one of those invitations that I just give You need Jesus Christ, the perfect gift, to come into your life for the first time. Or you need to rededicate your life to God. Let me see your hands so I can pray for you and with you. So anybody, anywhere, upstairs, downstairs, anywhere. I know this hasn't been one of those rip-roaring sermons but I just wanted to talk to you from the pastor's heart. I got a little book back there. So devotionals, a bunch of devotionals. And I call it from, it's called From the Pastor's Heart. This morning, I spoke to, to you, church, from the pastor's heart. I trust you received what I was attempting to get across to you in the best way that I knew how. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the perfect gift that you gave to us. May each of us during this season stay with the perfect gift. May we be more concerned with people and making memories than we are with everything else. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Praise God.